0: creating a culture, creating something where we can say we are reaching out to all nations, all colors, all languages. Because I know God is trying to do something through this community. He's trying to provide something big. And if there's not enough hands to do the work, if there's not enough people to say, Lord, here am I, send me, then we're going to miss a lot of these big things. And at the moment, there's a lot of Afrikaans people in Agape say, Here, here is aks But then God is like, where are my English people? Saying, listen up people, I'm going to push you to your limits. And your understanding of what you are able to do, your understanding of what you're willing to do, your understanding of how big and how awesome my grace and power is, you don't have an idea. He is the God who provides. This is how I see His provision. Trusting in God that when He says something, when He speaks it out, that it will happen. And we will not wait... For our little earthly beings to understand what's going on. This is where he finds himself. It is dry. He needs God's provision. He needs the God who provides. Now maybe some of you have been here or is there. God, I'm in a dry place. I'm struggling. Now, this can be financially, yes. But also spiritually we're saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what choices to make. I'm not even sure if I believe what I believe. I'm not even sure why I'm making the choices I'm making. So David says, yes, we find ourselves in these dry places, but also our God provides. Our God is the God who fights for us. Our God is the God who wins. And in that victory, we can start walking with Him. When we say and when we sing, we are victorious. It's all about God already winning and we're trying to catch up to that winning. So, When we're speaking about provision, God shared three words with me. Destiny, design, and determination. When God dreamt about you, when God created you, when He thought about you in your mother's womb, there was a certain design, there was a certain destiny that He provided for you. He said, listen, this is what I'm going to give you, and I'm going to provide you with this. And through your life, you're going to... Understand it, yes, but realize it, yes, but journey with it, yes, and then start trusting in it, yes. And then because of this destiny and because of this design, you will be determined to change things, to make a difference. But what happens is we walk into the world and we have the world dictate what our design is. I'm tall, I'm heavy, I'm Afrikaans, I have to play rugby. It's basics, boys. This is what the world says. And you maybe have a little something in your head, something that you've heard when you're growing up, where the world says you're not that good, so maybe you should overperform. So this is where we start doubting what God is busy with, what God has given us in our mother's womb, because He has designed you. He has given you a destiny. So now you can be determined. And this is... In essence, discipleship. Because disciples learn to trust God and His provisions from the get-go. So when Jesus called, the disciples said, listen, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. There wasn't just, wait, wait, please, let me just quickly go pack a little bag with bread and fish and uh, maybe a nesquik. It doesn't work like that. They jumped out and they followed Him, trusting that this person who called them is going to provide for us not just spiritually because he is a rabbi, but also we will be able to eat. They were young men. Food wasn't as important for young men. When they followed Jesus, they in its fullness understood the provision of God. So it's time for us to say, yes, we are disciples. So yes, we have to trust in the provision of God. We have to know that when He calls us to grow in any aspect of our life, there is provision. And the provision is already brought. So that when the storms come the first place you run to is Jesus. When it's dry and there's nothing to eat or there's nothing to drink, the first place you go is Jesus. So we have to trust in Him. Speaking about provision, this is big. Because not only did God provide the answer to this Father's greatest fear, but He also provided victory. He also provided abundance. He provided the deepest wish of His heart to have a family and a big one. This all because he obeyed the voice of God. Because Abram knew that God provided for him as soon as the covenant was made. Where he said, You will be my nation and I will be your God. This was the story of God providing. Of a father walking up a mountain with his son, trusting in what God is busy doing. That's a difficult place. That's difficult choices. But knowing that God is good all the time and it's difficult sometimes because it doesn't feel like it and in that moment where this provision came God did what God does and He provided ask yourself what is it you hope for? what is it you are called for? what is it that God has provided in your life? and why are you not trusting this? And remember that provision is not only what you hope for, but also what you are called for. Because you've provided with water, it means you will drink. If you're provided with a wrench, it means you will tighten something or loosen something. If you're provided with something, this something helps you see and understand what it is you are called for. So I want to go to Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 21. Using the provision of God in your life, to help you guide where you're going, for you to be determined in what you do. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is one powerful scripture, speaking about the fullness of God, speaking about what you will be able to do abundantly more than you think. But God has called us for a certain destiny. He's created us with a certain design, and He's made you determined. And in that determination, you have to realize that you as a person are limiting yourself. If you see the provision God has given to you, understand that this is just the little, little, little piece of the mountain. Because what God gives is big. When God says, let there be light, it's not, listen, turn on the lights, please, and like, wow. When God said, let there be light, the universe was started, stars were formed, and they are still being formed. It has never stopped. So when God creates, when God said, I'm going to provide light for these people, it didn't stop with Adam and Eve. If you look in the Hubble telescope, stars are still being formed as we speak. The universe is expanding because of the power of the creation that lies in the voice of God, the word of God. So remember, your design or your destiny is not defined by the world, but provided by God. His vision is ultimate. So stop limiting yourself by the definition the world gives you. And always remember that this provision, this is what we receive. It does not come on a platter, it comes on a wooden cross. This is how we mistake it sometimes. Because when we pray, Lord, help me, I'm in this dry place. I need you. But we think it's a a KFC order. Order number 70? Chicken wings? Thank you. And then that's not how provision works. Provision comes to us in the form and the example of Jesus Christ. That when God provides, remember you're going to pick up that cross and you're going to carry it. It's going to give you the strength and the guidance to do it but it's going to be a wooden cross. Because that's how Jesus showed us to do it. Because when the world cried out for a Messiah, Lord, provide us with your grace. Lord, provide us with somebody to save our souls from persecution. God did not give the Israelites a quick fix order. He did not give them someone riding on a horse with a big sword. He gave them a carpenter's son who understood love. He gave him the son of man, the son of God, to die on a wooden cross. He provided us with him. That's how our provision works. So coming to the practical of it, how can I see this provision? How can I know that this is God providing? How can I know what my design or my destiny is? How do I know that the devil is busy with his schemes? Now, just a quick footnote, when you're speaking about the schemes of the devil, don't expect a bank heist type plan. Brad Pitt and George Clooney is not going to walk in here and say, listen, this is the plan. We're going to first do this and this and this and this and this. It looks good in the movies, but the devil is a lot smarter than that. All he has to do is to repeat something small in your life. A little lie said over and over and over and over and over again will make an extremely big difference in your life. So what we have to do is, we have to stop him. Now, I'm going to throw it up there for you, Genesis 3 we read the story of Adam and Eve. Now we know it well, and you can read through it while I'm talking or speaking there's a few interesting things that happens here. Firstly, Eve speaks with a snake that's the first warning sign don't. Then what the devil does, uh, the snake does. It confronts Eve with the provision of God. God hasn't provided you with provided you with everything. He has left this little thing out for you. He has given you all these things in the garden to eat. Of, but I tell you that if you eat of this, this little thing—it's not big. Look at it. It's a little small. He didn't ask Eve to kill Adam and burn down the garden. He didn't ask Eve to lie to Adam or lie to God or... He just said, yes, I see everything you have and I hear what God's told you, but really? Just eat of it. You will know. So what we have to do is we have to change the way we're thinking. So otherwise we'll fall in that same trap as Eve did and you'd say, yeah, but I'll never... Firstly, all the Adams here. If your wife says here, take a bite, you take a bite. You just you don't look at us in yeah. She's. But if we put ourselves in Eve's thinking, it's not that difficult to put yourself in that situation, because we are provided for in certain ways. Yes, we need certain things, but then we get approached with that one little thing that's just uh, just on the edge. It's on the limit of, okay, maybe God didn't provide this. God didn't give this for me or to me. But I can still use it a little because it will be for the better. You see how your mind takes the small things and starts repeating it? So what we have to do is when looking at God's provision, we're going to change it up a bit and see how your brain works. Because your brain is extremely clever, even if you're not at times. What your brain does is it forms pathways for you to think better or think easier you see this in children after the 30th time where the parent of a kid calls their name in a certain way he knows husbands you know so what my brain does is he he teaches me he makes a little road in my head or a bridge in my head to show me let's make it a little bit easier for you less energy so you get used to it it's how habits are formed and how our brain works with the provision of God is we, we constantly pray for God, yes, ask Him for provision, but then what we do is we take it back. Lord, I'm struggling with my finances this year. I don't know how I'm going to make it through the three months of January. And I've given this to Jesus. And maybe at church you've prayed this and you've worshipped this and you've found an answer and you've read Scripture and tomorrow morning... You're at your job and you're like, oh, I have to make a plan with this money. Maybe if I take this money and take it out there. And basically what you're doing is telling God, okay, God, I gave this to you, but please give it back. I want to sort this out. This is what we do. So your brain learns this. So with everything, your brain will say, yeah, sure, your prayer is your prayer, but remember, tomorrow you're going to take it back from God. And the devil sitting there is like, all I need to do is repeat this. I just need to have him worry a little bit more. Monday morning. So we start doubting our destiny, our design, and this affects our determination. How determined are we to leave the things that we left with God there and trust in Him? So the first step to change our thinking is firstly understanding that sinful thinking is not trusting the provision and the power of the promises of God. You have to tell yourself this. I'm going to read it again. Because we think sin is just lying, stealing, those things. But sinful thinking is simply not trusting the provision and the power of the promises of God. God gives you the promise. You have to trust in it. When you start to doubt, when you start to say, no, this is where sinful thinking starts. This is where we start doubting what God is doing. So what we're telling you, what I'm telling you today, what we're saying today is that prayer is trusting the provision and the power and the promise of God. So we're switching it up. So yes, there is sinful thinking in our lives and thank goodness for Jesus Christ who saved our souls and he died for us on the cross. But now what we have to do is identify the sinful thinking and then say the answer to this is not thinking about daisies or thinking about holidays or but replacing sinful thinking with prayer. And the clever people say that all you need is 12 minutes a day. You just need 12 minutes for your brain to start building bridges in the right way. Now this is extra on top of all the other prayers, time, and and this is a challenge because this is you firstly making a list, saying, God, I'm trusting you with this. Lord, I am trusting you with this. Lord, I am trusting you with this. And giving it to the Lord in those 12 minutes, saying, Lord, I give this to you. Lord, I won't take this back. Lord, I trust in your promises. I trust in your power. And telling yourself that every day, it's only 12 minutes. That's how small a time it takes for your head to start building new things, understanding new things. All you need is to start off with 12 minutes. Now, you'll think it's a lot, but when you start praying and listing the things you're trusting God in, it feels very short. Then what you have to do is, in your prayer time, when you've given God everything, and say, Lord, I am trusting everything to you. In that prayer time, then you say, okay, Lord, I'm taking back the finances I'm trusting in you. Lord, I'm taking back the trust I have in you and my family then he starts feeling awkward it doesn't feel right and then Lord, it just doesn't feel right so you have to start teaching yourself that listen, I need to give these things to God and I need to know how it feels like or I need to understand what I'm doing through the day, I need to understand that when I do not trust God in the things I'm afraid for I'm physically taking it out of the box I'm taking it from Him and saying, Lord, yeah, I I know, but... So we have to tell our brains, listen, I've given this to God and it doesn't feel right. It's not right. It's sinful thinking when I start doubting in God's provision. Because when you start doing this, when you start praying for these 12 simple minutes about the things you trust, you have trusted God to, you start realizing that my mind starts shifting to a whole new way of thinking. And that when we stand before God, and we stand and, and look at our lives and what we're busy with, it's so important to see and understand what we are doing in our relationship, what we are doing with our provisions. Are we telling God, listen, Lord, I see this, but I think I can make a better plan. Well, Lord, are you seriously, is, is that how it's going to work? God, are you sure this is how you designed me? God, are you sure this is my destiny? God, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to trust in my own power, my own gifts. And maybe you're in a point where you said, I've tried everything and nothing's worked. Maybe you're in a point where you said, listen, I hear what you're saying, but I'm just not connecting. Understand that when you are in the dry place, in the place, in the desert, in the, in the valleys, all these things that, the, that Psalms was written about, God is at His closest. He's standing next to you and said, listen, look, we're going that way. And if you go that way, it may be difficult, it may be crazy, but if you trust in Me, if you believe in the faith I have given you, you will not only see your calling, You'll not only see your purpose, you'll not only see what you are able to do abundantly more than you think, you'll start seeing my provision. And even more, you will start seeing me. This is where we want to end up being a perfect imitation of Jesus Christ. Trusting fully in God's provision, trusting fully in God's plan, and trusting fully in who He is and what He does and having our identities rewritten, having our destinies revealed to us. Looking at our designs, and then going out with this provision, determined. Because when somebody sees your life, and see how you're living with Jesus, they have to say, one day when I'm determined, I'm going to be determined as Rias," And then hold on to that. Because God has provided you with the destiny and the design to be determined as you are called to be.